Hey y'all, welcome to Sarver Living. My name is Sylvia Maxwell and I am your host. I wear many hats. I'm a mother and wife of twin boys that go to Buffalo Elementary School. I am a realtor at Berkshire Hathaway right here in Sarver. I'm also a yoga teacher right here in Sarver at the Marketplace on Pike. So I am as local as they get. I've lived in Sarver for over 17 years, and I can't wait to share Sarver Living with you. Thanks for listening. Today, I am here with Adam Tonsini, the president of the Freeport Area School District Board of Directors. Hi, Adam. Hi, Sylvia. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for taking out the time to come today. I have looked forward to this interview. I know that we've been planning and strategically trying to find a time to get together. And I have like spent some time thinking about what we're going to talk about today because I think the listener is going to be so interested to hear more about what Freeport Area School District their board, what your board is like, and what is like what happens on the inside. So let's just kind of get cut, cut straight to the chase, for lack of better words, and tell me, um, you're from here, right? Yes, uh, actually born and, born and raised in the Freeport area, uh, 20, uh, 2022 graduate, graduate of Freeport Area School District. Cool. So 20 years ago this year, um, you know, got to actually speak at commencement yesterday and hand out diplomas, so it was kind of a, uh, you know, more or less a surreal moment. You know, 20 years ago I was sitting where they were, wow. and you know, now I'm, I'm standing up on stage talking to uh, you know, a large class. We had 100 and, over 150 uh, students in this senior class this year. Wow, so is that like the average graduating class? Well, I would say like my class in 2002, I think we had 112. It was either 110, 112, and that was one of the smallest classes that okay. came through. Now, my wife and sister graduated in 98, and I believe they were up in the 170s. So, you know, we kind of fluctuate, mine being, you know, one of the smallest and theirs actually at the time being one of the largest. Okay. And she so, graduated before you? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yep, before so yeah. it did fluctuate. Yep. So you have seen Sarver evolve and change. Completely, and yeah. The whole school district. And now you're on the school board. Actually, you're the yes. president of the school board. Yes, ma'am. So tell me about that. You have children in the school district? I do. I okay. have um, my oldest just uh, finished kindergarten. So okay. she'll be going into first grade at Buffalo. And my youngest will be in kindergarten, not this year, but next year. Okay. So have, okay. So we're, we're starting the journey, you know, in the district, you know, as of right now. I do have nieces and nephews in the district, too. Wow. Um, high school, middle school, and elementary. Okay, so you get to hear like the actual like what is happening, right? Just from the family, the big family gathering tables. Yeah, yeah, we sit around, we talk, and you know, of, of course, uh, we don't always agree. Right. Know, there are things that I that I feel are important and that we should be doing on the the school side, and you know, obviously, there's there's disagreement, but it's okay to disagree. Right. You know, just talk about it and work through it. Well, you have a tough. I mean, it is a tough job. I've been to every school board meeting for the past year except for one and I tell you it has been I almost it's like a almost like a study for me I've really just gotten to enjoy to see and have such appreciation for 
what happens on the school board. So, I mean, my kudos to you. So tell me about, like, how long have you been on the board? So I, uh, myself and uh, Greg Selinger got on in 2019. So we literally, we had three months of normal school board meetings Mm -hmm. and then COVID hit. So we've basically, you know, been dealing with COVID ever since we got on the board, Um, which has been interesting, obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's been a lot of um, different opinions on what should and should be, you know, should not be doing, you know, Mm -hmm. but we've gotten through it. And, you know, I, I feel that I would always want to be one of those people that someone would say, well, you overreacted rather than not doing enough and having something bad happen. I gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, there was a lot and no one else had dealt with something like that. Right. And, and, you know, we, the board, the administration, the teachers, the students, the parents, we were all dealing with something for the first time. Wow. And uh, it was interesting. Well, is that why you ran? Like, what what made you decide you wanted to be on the school board? So, it's actually kind of a little bit of a family history. Okay. uh, My dad was on the board in the early 80s. Um, He was on for, I believe, nine years. He was president at one point. Okay. Um, My uncle was also on the board, um, 80, like 80s, 90s. Uh, He was president at one point. Okay. Um, I believe at the time he got on, he was actually the youngest uh, school board member uh, in history at that time, you know, for the district. And wow. So okay. It's kind of, uh, he probably knew my, uh, father-in-law, my husband's father, Bill Maxwell was president of the school board in Salzburg. Okay. I don't remember what that school district is. That's over, um, is that, it's not Kiski. No, I believe, are they part of, uh, no, I think they have their own school district. It's something. Yeah. I forget what it is. I know where it is. I'm not but sure. But he was there actually. forever, yeah. too. Okay, so you had the family history. So it Yeah, was pretty there. much. And it, it's always been one of those, you know, again, not a dream to run for school board, but I, I think everyone should put time in and mm-hmm. volunteer and do things. And obviously, being on the school board, it's a volunteer position. We're not paid a penny. Yeah. And there's some nights that we have some long, you know, long meetings. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think the last one was... What ten yeah. thirty? We were all like still I, I get out. I mean, there's there's days where on a lot of these meetings, you know, I leave work, get home, grab something to eat real quick, change, and go to the meeting. So because like you have day. meetings prior to the right. meeting, yes, right. we have our executive, and I also sit on the Lenape Tech board. So, oh wow! You know, I have uh, three meetings a month just related to school board. You know, it's the first, second, third. Thursdays of every month. Goodness, that's like a commitment to service. And on top of that, you're the president of the school board. So I've noticed like you have to generate so much energy to facilitate the meeting because you you're, you basically facilitate yeah, you're basically the you know, yeah yeah you're basically setting the tone for the meeting. I love and, that. Yeah, you know, one thing I've tried to to do since I became president is you know interact more. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to be able to have those conversations. Now, obviously, I mean, we can't get into full, you know, full-fledged uh, conversations mm-hmm. and, and not have uh, time to actually get voting done and all that. But to me, it, it, it's important to have those conversations. I wish more people would show up at the meetings, whether you have complaints or not. You know, obviously, the last few years, our meetings have been pretty busy with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people in, you know, not agreeing with what we were doing. And, and again, like I said, it's okay to not agree. You know, but I just, I wish people would come in when, when times are good. Just right. to see what we're doing. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, like I said, I've been sitting there for a year, and it's sometimes I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. And and I notice that w- when people do come, it's when they want to complain about something in general or bring up something that... I just feel like if you want to create a space of listening, like, it's better to contribute all the time. My husband even... You know, he had some things that he's wanted to bring up about taxes, and we'll talk mm-hmm. about taxes. And I told him, I said, you can't just show up just once and say, I don't want my taxes to be raised, and then leave. I said, you have to, like, get involved right? Um, for your voice to be heard. <laughs> so I agree with you on that. And that's the thing, you know, we, we have our, you know, the guests that, you know, you can kind of set it by the calendar of when they show up. And, <laughs> and again, I just wish people would come. And mm-hmm. I think that would help them understand what we deal with. You you, you brought up taxes, you know. Taxes are obviously a big ticket item. Oh, yes. You know, no one wants their taxes raised. I don't want my taxes Mm -hmm. raised, you know. So what people need to understand is anytime we vote to increase taxes, we're voting to increase them on ourselves, too. Exactly. But I think a lot of the stuff that people don't understand is there are requirements and mandates from the state that we have to provide certain levels of education and certain programs but the state doesn't fund them completely. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, hey, you have to do you know, X, Y, Z, but they're only paying for X. And in turn, the funding for that has to come from the local source, which is the taxpayers. Well, yeah, and I know that when we were speaking before, you had brought up there was a percentage of, of the funds come from the government or yes. the state, and a percentage comes from the taxpayer. Can you so share that? So about 40% of our budget comes from state and federal funding. So only 40% of it. Yes. And and one of the reasons for that is the state, you know, whether they have calculations or, you know, however they look at it, they look at Freeport, test scores are very high. You Mm -hmm. know, so it is a, it is, you know, a a very well-performing school. Mm -hmm. You know, they look at the communities and they look at us and say, hey, you know, you're a very affluent Community, you know, and we have a situation here because we have you know Buffalo Township and Butler County and Freeport and South Buffalo and Armstrong, so that adds another layer in for a tax equalization. And we'll get to that. Let's dissect um, the affluent. Like, how do they determine that? Like, how do they determine our affluency or like what they? So How do they, they determine that? So they look at, one of the big things is home sales. You know, they look at the average price of homes, which obviously you, you see. You know, Being a realtor, the real, yes. You know, homes are selling. You know, we've had homes around us sell for four or $500,000, you know, within the, the last you know, few months. Yes. Let alone, you know, everything that's been happening. All of our growth has been in Buffalo Township. Mm-hmm. So again, so they're looking, well, the home sales, you know, the values are high. The median income is high. Mm-hmm. You know, they're basically telling us, hey, you're not doing enough on the local level. Right. So, you know, people are upset and that the taxes are high, which, yes, we do have the highest millage rate in Butler County. But the problem is you can't compare millage rate to millage rate. It's, it's what does a mill you know, how much do you money do you get per mill? Right. You know, where, you know, you look at a Mars or... Um, a Seneca Valley or something like that, they have a much higher commercial base than we do here. Oh. And that's another thing, you know. Bring that the up. Growth, yeah. yeah the, the growth is wonderful. You know, mm-hmm. I, I am one of those people, like I said, I'm born and raised here, grown up here. Mm-hmm. I've seen fields that I've got. I used to hunt up where, you know, the Sarver's Mill 
uh, plan is now. I used to hunt all that property. Yeah. But again, growth, growth is a good thing. The thing that we always hope for is that there's more commercial growth. Now, okay. Again, like I know, you know, because they pay a different meal, or do they pay a different, or they, just they bring more? They bring tax more. Money. They bring more tax base in, okay, um, just based off of the business, and they're not putting an extra burden on the district. Gotcha. So, so we need more businesses to come, right? Into and the and area. again, it's not like you know we can go out and say, hey, you know, right, you know. I know a lot of people talk about Aldi's and stuff. Hey, Aldi's, come build here. You know, there, right. there has to be reason for them to build here. Yeah. And I know a lot of the time, those people, those companies still say, well, your population's not high enough. Yeah. So it's kind of a double-edged, double-edged sword. So you need the population to grow, you know, to grow. But whenever you have housing plans, not only, like, yes, you're getting money from right. housing plans. So say your average, say your average real, real estate tax bill is, Five to six thousand dollars. Okay. You know, and you have four kids. Mm -hmm. Okay, so each student to educate that student, you're looking between ten and fifteen thousand dollars per student. Wow. So if you have four students to one house, you know, you're actually the district is actually taking on a higher burden than what they're actually getting in. Right. The the district's paying forty thousand, but that home is putting in. Like five, three six, or five, yeah, thousand. whatever. Yeah. That is such a great, like, ooh, I just really got yeah. that. Well, and when I ran it, and I'll be the first to admit it, when I ran, one of the things that I said, you know, I wanted to look at the tax situation. Like, why mm-hmm. do we keep raising taxes? Mm-hmm. When you actually get on the board and you look at the numbers and you see what we're spending, I think a lot of people think we just spend money to right. spend money. You know, when you actually see that and see what we're required to do, you almost sit there and you open your eyes and it's like, oh, wow. Well, like, and it's all there. Here's what, you know, the people need to know. It's all there. It's on a sheet. Right. Like, if you come to the meeting, I if mean, you, you can request, you, you can, can ask get access to yeah. it right there. And the numbers add up. Right. Um, I want to, let's split the hairs even more. Okay. Now that we've talked about, like, where that percentage, that 40% comes from. The government or the state is that it's state and federal okay and then the other 60 percent has to come from us the taxpayer so we're we're a little bit of a different situation because we're two counties too so we're looking at buffalo township um in butler and then armstrong county which is freeport in South South Buffalo. Now, what is that percentage like of taxpayer? What is the percentage of taxpayers in Buffalo Township versus Freeport? And isn't it like 66, 33? So that's one of those, you know, obviously Buffalo Township has the higher population. Right, because I think the Buffalo Township taxes tend to be higher than... Well, and again, because that's so we have to go through, it's called a STEB um, recalculation at a state board, state tax um, equalization board. So every year, you know, Mr. Walker, who's our business manager, goes through and has to do a calculation. Um, and then the state. And he's phenomenal oh, explaining he is, things. Brad, Brad is, I mean, for is young, awesome. I mean, yes. I'm very impressed by yes. the way he explains things. I understand every time he explains something. I understand. Yeah, it's, it's one of those. I love listening to him tell you. I'm an accountant. Yeah. You know. Oh, you like, are. Okay. I'm an accountant, so it's it's funny. Like I, you know, he starts talking and explaining things, and I'm like, I understand it. And then you look at other people, and it takes a little bit for them to to click. You know, to, right. For it to hit, but it does. But anyway, back to the step. So. You know, there's different 
county reassessments gotcha. too. You know, so Armstrong has reassessed more recently than Butler. So based on we haven't had a reassessment in how long? Sixties. Oh, I want to say it was in the sixties. Nineteen sixty-seven. I used to. Like I had that. the dates in my head. I think it's like yeah. nineteen. It's in the higher sixties. Right. So you know, basically, what we end up having to do is, you know, we get this calculation from the state, and they say, okay, here's what you have to do to break down, you know, your taxes. You know, there, there's been instances where no matter what we did tax rate wise. Buffalo or South Buffalo and Freeport would have a zero increase just because of the equalization, but Buffalo Township could have a five percent increase. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's again, it's because of the growth, it's because of the you know wealth of the community, um, the you know housing market. Mm-hmm. You know, we have right now we run into an instance this year, and it's kind of been this way in a couple of years. We have more students coming in from individual neighborhoods in Buffalo Township than we do in all of Freeport and South Buffalo communities combined. So that just shows the disparity in the growth. Too. What do you mean by individual neighborhoods? So like housing plans, like you know, okay. Twin Oaks, okay. you, know, those, you know, those plans are putting more students into the district than those two combined communities, you know, 100% of, you know, their area, not oh. just, you know, not okay. just neighborhood. Um, and again, you know, you look at Freeport and Freeport's an, an aging area. Uh, the town of Freeport, mm-hmm. you know, and I think you do have a lot more of a transient population there mm-hmm. with the rentals uh, mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily see in, in Buffalo Township right. and to a point South Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Now, South Buffalo is poised for growth, but one of those things that, you know, you know city water, which a good portion of the township has it, mm-hmm. but the sewage. Sewage is the big thing where... Buffalo Township, and before sewage came out, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, there was growth, but not near what we're seeing now. Now, right. You know, when that sewage came in, you know, you start seeing the housing plans pop up everywhere. Is South Buffalo, is that in their plan? Are they working on that? I know there's been talks for years. Like, there's different, you know, scenarios that could come into play. I don't know if there's anything, like, concrete, but that's always been one of those. Because if that did happen, like, we would... Our school district would really have to take a look. Yeah, and that's the other thing. You know, too often I think boards in the past have just looked at the current year and maybe the next year. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that I've been trying to say and trying to get out there is like, we have to look not just this year, next year. We need to be looking five, ten years down the line too. And I've heard you guys talk a lot about that at the meeting and like the budget and what you know, proposed budget, which we'll get to, and and why we are in a little bit of a situation, right? Mm-hmm. Financially, the school district. Yeah, Not, I mean, we're in a little bit of a situation because of that thought process. And, and that's true. I think, and again, you know, not, not pushing blame on anyone right, else. Right. What we're dealing with now mm-hmm. is because of decisions made 5, 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever you don't make the, I don't want to say the appropriate decision but what every decision has a consequence so we're dealing with consequences from you know those decisions that were made whether it was you know tax increases building projects you know things like that like Mm -hmm. we're sitting we have a 60 60 year old high school building you know and it's without air conditioning without air conditioning um without the ability to even be able to add air conditioning right now um with you know 
basically not quite floor to ceiling windows in the in the classrooms, but the old style big glass windows. You know, the the one side I I remember when I was in school. You know, the one side of the building. As soon as that sun started hitting, it was it was a sauna. You know, and we have these students coming from two beautiful elementary schools, a beautiful middle school, and then they go into a 1960 <laughs> high school. You know, I actually brought. I was. Uh, up at the career fair, mm-hmm. uh, the career day up at the high school, and I had brought an HR person from uh, the place I worked. Mm. She walked in the in the front lobby, and she turned to me, just had this like this dead stare, like, "When was this building built?" And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. "1962." Yeah, and it looks like it was built in 1962. Right, uh, and and it's time. And again, that's one of those you look at things that happened in the past and you know we've wow. we've kicked the can down the road so long on this high school that yes. it's now like we owe it to the children you know to the students of the district to have a nice high school you know, your high school should be your your crown jewel of your district it, it and, should. and right now you know and in that not saying you know yes the, the building's old great things are happening there you know you got to understand Freeport's a two-time blue ribbon you know awarded mm-hmm. school district which is awesome you know, and unfortunately, the second one we won happened around the COVID time. So we weren't even able to celebrate, celebrate that it. because of everything we were dealing with. You know, there are wonderful things happening in the schools. Mm-hmm. You know, again, people might not agree with everything, but well, that graduation needs to a, just even be, I mean, even just like brought up to probably new code. It, it's you one know. of those, like I know, like the electrical system, it's basically maxed out. Like, we, we couldn't put a window air conditioner in another classroom, even if we wanted to. The boilers are the original boilers. Original. original. And the school was built when? 1962. Wow. Yeah, so there, there were a few additions, you know, added on to it. Right. And that's the other thing that sat, you know, our last board meeting, you know, you were there, you saw, we had this beautiful presentation mm-hmm. on what we can do at the high school. Mm-hmm. And there was nobody there. Yes. You know, no one saw it. You know, I'm hoping that if we get enough interest, you know, we can put it up on the website. People can see it right. and, and, you know, comment about it. You know, my hope is, you know, that we can get the project started. Unfortunately, to do that. We have to pass the budget. You got to look back at the budget. You got to look right. at taxes. So it's kind of hand in hand. It's like, you know, there's things that need to be done, but we have to pay for it too. Now inside, so the new proposed budget, and I'm kind of going to tie in a couple of things yeah. you had you know, we spoke about the little bit of uh, we need to kind of create a cushion mm-hmm. for the school district and get ourselves up a little bit. I don't want to call it a hole, but like kind of create a cushion and also, like you're saying, that foresight of right. the future 10, 15 years in the future. Right. Right. So uh, you're tying all that in with this new budget. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people say, you know, they look at the surplus and say, oh, well, Freeport's got, you know, four, you know, four, five, six million in surplus. You mm-hmm. know, they should be using that up. The state tells us we should have a certain amount in surplus in case something happens. As you a know, school district? As a school okay. district. And the other thing that that... Well, that's a month of bills for y'all, too. Well, and, and again... You <laughs> it know, literally it, it, it is. I've seen the numbers. And right. You know, there's a lot of argument. I'll kind of sidestep on this for a minute. There's a lot of argument. You know, everyone says, well, people... Teachers make too much money. You know, we, we need to make the teachers, you know, you know, not as highly paid. I totally disagree with that. Me too. You know, we have a 15-step system, mm-hmm. you know, for our teachers. 
And being on Lenape's board, you know, I see the, the rates for those member school districts. Mm-hmm. Years one through 13, Freeport is far below the average of those other districts. Yeah. So, you know, we are, we are saving money in years one through 13 on those steps. Mm-hmm. Now steps 14, 15, you know, we're right in line with those districts. And there's districts that are smaller than us, the same size as us, and bigger than mm-hmm. us. You know, so it's, it's, it's almost one of those where it's difficult where people say, well, teachers are paid too much. It's like, you got to stop and think. These teachers are teaching the youth of our, you know, of our area. Yeah, our, our future. Like, yeah, this is, exactly, right. this is the future. You know, again, you cannot agree with everyone, mm-hmm. and that's okay. But we have to pay attention, and the, our role as school board members is our number one priority is to the students of the district. That's right. Their education, their opportunities, and making sure they're prepared for the future. That's right. And front line of that is your teachers. Right. Yeah. I love that. And that, look, I mean, look at you sitting here today as president of the school board as, you know, this school district being your alma mater. I yeah. mean, it's the legacy of that that is, you know, we're able to have this conversation today. Yeah, exactly. Because of the four, the four teachers or forefathers that, yeah. that gave you that. And they were, I believe that people should be paid for what they're worth. Um, and I agree with you on that. And that's the other thing, you know, with, with the teachers, you know, with the con- we just wrapped up a contract, you know, last year I was part of that group and everything, you know, mm-hmm. there's a give and take on both sides. Yes. So, and that's what I think people, a lot of time people are like, well, you just tell them they're going to take this and that's it. That's not how it works. Well, with, tell know, them to go do that at their job. Well, and, and that's the thing. And, and, you know, you deal, you know, a lot of people talk about the teachers union, you know, it is a very strong union, but at the end of the day, you know, we're sitting in a room across from each other talking and mm-hmm. you know with this last contract you know, the, the teachers got some things that they wanted the board got some things that, that we wanted and mm-hmm. you know yes we didn't get everything we wanted they didn't get everything they wanted but we compromised and there was no disruption to the education of the students right and it has to be I mean you I tell you this past year I have just I'm telling you people, like you have to go to the meeting. It, you, I am, you have so much that you ha- are faced with mm-hmm. and so many difficult decisions to make. And it's like, you, you're not going to please everyone. No. I mean, in the, and it's, I love how you keep saying at the end of the day, it's about the student. And the it student is, education. and that's what we have to remember. And with that in mind, then it's like with that in mind so much of it more makes sense like we can't just i mean what if we we don't do it like what's going to happen the school's going to fall down or what we just have to dissolve as a school like what what is the other what is the what's the other solution well and and that's the thing you know a lot of people you know there's always those arguments out there oh well we're not going to pay our taxes we're not going to do this okay well then uncle sam's going to come get your house well and the other side is (laughs) If, if the district becomes insolvent, and again, I'm not saying we're even close. Right, no, 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 no. We're talking, because yeah. I always like to bring up, and I want the listener to know, I always like to bring them, what is, then what, 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 what's the solution well, so, then, So basically, right? like, what would happen with that is if right. that happened, guess who comes in and runs the school district? 
The state. Right. The state then comes in and runs the school district. You know, we were talking about the growth earlier. Mm-hmm. You look at housing, you know, the, the marketing, you know, Miranda, um, Ryan, these different mm-hmm. homes, you know, look at their webpage. The first thing on their webpage says Freeport area, award-winning Freeport area school mm-hmm. district. So these people are moving in for, for the, the district. school district. Yes. And a couple things here. When you drive, when you drive from the Walmart and Natrona Heights towards Freeport, you see those little yard signs with Ryan Holmes that says Freeport Area School District, Freeport Area School District. But then on the other hand, when people do come, and when you, because well, I'm a realtor, and I, it's, I, I print an MLS sheet for my client. It has the price of a home, and it has what the taxes are. So it's like you know the taxes aren't cheap. Right. When you're moving in the school district, it's not like, um, it's not like it's a surprise, right? right. And I think what we for have the newer right for the newer people, and we we have we, those but, people that have been here forever. Yeah, let's talk my, about that. My grandparents, my grandparents are in their nineties, and they're you know, on a budget, and, and they're on a budget. You mm-hmm. know, what we have to we have to balance is those people that have been here forever, the senior citizens and and everything. You know, we have to understand that. You know, they have limits. You know, mm-hmm. the people moving in are expecting things. You know, have more of an ability to be able to pay thing. You know, pay for higher taxes or whatever it might be. But then you have the older side that's been here forever, and mm-hmm. you know, you hear the argument. You know, I'm going to get taxed out of my home. Trust me, I'm one. I would love. I would absolutely love to see some sort of cap or limit or something for senior citizens. You know, so they don't have to pay increased property. Is there taxes. anything out there like that? Or? The, the state, I mean, you, you look at, so originally gambling money was supposed to offset property taxes. Yeah, where's that gambling money? Right, yeah, then it was the, the gas industry was going to help offset, you know, property taxes. Yeah, where's that the, gas the money? The problem is, is these types of things have to be enacted at the state level. Right. You know, we, as a school board, we can't sit there and say, Oh, Mr. Smith, you're 65. You know what? You only have to pay this amount. Like we, we don't have that ability. Mm-hmm. You know, the system, the the funding system for education is broken. Unfortunately, it's the system that we have to work in, and we have to provide the education. You know, just in the last six years, you know, through retirements and things like that, you know, we've eliminated close to one and a half, 1.6 million in salary positions. Wow. Which means we have less teachers now than we did prior. Ugh. And yeah. to me, it's, it's it Tough makes decision. me, yeah, it's hard because you know, we should have more opportunities for our students, not less. Mm-hmm. As, a, as a two-time award-winning school, as the, the, the caliber of the district that we have and the people that are moving in, we should be adding programs. We should be adding teachers. Because mm-hmm. the problem is, as you start reducing the number of teachers with retirements and everything, your class sizes go up. Right. You know, and that's another thing I don't think people realize. Like, you look at an elementary class, you know, you could hit 25, 30 students. Mm-hmm. And those are the things we have to look at as a board. You know, okay, well, if we don't fill this position, this is going to be, you know, the effect of that. So instead of right. having, you know, 18 to 20 students in a class, you have 25 to 30 students. And then we're expecting the teacher to not make as much. Right. Right. And, and, and it's just one of those, you know, 
it's a fine line it is. to walk. It is. And it's difficult. And, and I will I will say when I first got on the board, you know, I see Facebook. I see the comments. Right. You know, I know I was not a popular person in the beginning of COVID. You know, and that stuff used to get to me. And it did. It really bothered me. You know, but now it's like you get to that point where we're not going to please everyone. Right. You know, we've got to do what what is best for the students, best for the district. Again, it always goes back to the students. We have to do right by them. I love that. Yeah, right by them. And I do believe for our teachers, too. I'll tell yeah. you, my children have had the most wonderful experience at Buffalo Elementary. Yeah. I have twin boys. One has an IEP. And I'll tell you, that program, what's is the gentleman's name that does that at Buffalo Elementary, uh, Mr. Dill. Mr. Dell is Dell, the, Mr. He's, Dell. he's in charge of all that throughout the They're district. They're just amazing, yes. and my Levi has grown leaps and yep. bounds. And I mean, every year it's like it's just the teachers just you just they just get better yep. and. I haven't, I've never, you know, we have, we all have kids, you know, my kids get in trouble sometime or whatever, but it's like the, it's just, it just feels so good when I drop my children off. I feel good about, I feel like they're safe. I love that we have our resource officers. Yes, yes. Um, I actually, you know, was thanking them the other day. I'm like, thank you so much. Like a lot of schools don't have that. Every day when I drop my children off and I pick them up, there's Buffalo Township Police sitting right outside the school. If there's not just one in the front, there's a second in the back some days. Yeah. And, and you know, that is one thing. And that costs. Oh, co- yeah. And, and right. we have, you know, we have partnerships with, with the township and mm-hmm. everything. And that's the other thing. Like, I want to, I want to build a relationship with the township supervisors and mm-hmm. work together. You know, I think too long it's been us versus them. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all part of the same community. Mm-hmm. Same with, you know, South Buffalo supervisors and the, the borough, um, uh, the borough board, sorry. Right. You know, and, and it's like we, we all need to work together for the betterment. But you mm-hmm. get back to the you know, to the resource officers and everything. You know, I've been lucky enough that with my job, I can kind of flex some time. And I've been at the book fairs at Buffalo Elementary. Wow. You know, I volunteered at field day. Um, you know, did the, I was a chaperone on the, the field trip I love um, it. for my daughter's class. You know, Seeing the smile on the kids and seeing the interactions with the resource officers, with the, the teachers and everything. I mean, field day was awesome just seeing them all running around and happy and knowing that they are safe. You know, yeah. obviously, you know, there, you know, we had an incident yeah. you know, down in Texas you know, mm-hmm. a few days ago and horrible. You know, one of the things I will say, you know, one, I love our resource officers. Mm-hmm. I wish we didn't need them. Right. Yeah, that that's you know one of the things I wish that you never had to worry about right. sending your you know your six seven eight year old to school right. or you know your senior to school. But you know we are blessed with the people we have. Mm-hmm. You know, Freeport was one of the first districts in the area to implement armed resource officers. I, I thought so because you, you don't hear about it much in other schools. Well, and that's the one thing you know credit Mr. Magnus with is you know he when he first got here you know he writes grant proposal you know he that's all funded by grants he gets a lot yeah. of resistance from people but he, he does. i have really learned to appreciate what he puts into what if, he has to do wh- whether you believe it or not you know mm-hmm. your opinions again everyone can have their opinion right the man cares 
he about does. the students. He does. You know, yeah. but back to the same, like, when I was in school, when I graduated in 2002, you could walk in the front door of the high school, walk throughout the entire building, and basically no one knew you were in that school. Mm-hmm. Doors were propped open, you know, windows, like, there, there was no, I don't want to say there was no such thing as security, but let's face it, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, systems in place. Yeah. You know, we have the metal detectors at the high school now, we have secure entrance at the high school where you have to be buzzed in. Uh, through the front entrance, the first person you're going to meet is that resource officer. Well, in the, yeah. with the remodel that you're you're proposed to do at that's what's it called the so so doing the um, the there, remodel there's of the a high lot school. of safety that's yes. another yeah. reason because there was a lot 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 because there's a lot yeah. of windows and well, like and the exactly school it. is kind of a little sitting a little bit vulnerable right now. I, I would I say I mean as far as like structurally like there are well, things yeah, that you, could you be have better. The, the wall of windows the right. old style windows you right. know, there are things where you know we're hoping you know if we can get again there's nine of us on the board it takes you know nine of us to vote and right. whoever supports does whoever doesn't it you know that's where we're at but yeah. you know part of the remodel is hoping you know getting rid of those banks of windows and putting in good, you know, shatterproof windows. Yes. You know, revamping the front entrance so, you know, you have to enter through an office, like through the front office instead of into a main hall, like our other schools are. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, even energy efficiency. The well, that's what Even going, the winter and the heat. Yeah, you know. I've seen your heat bill on the, on the it monthly is, statement. Oh, it's, I mean, those, that high school... Again, I graduated. I, 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 I love mm-hmm. it. It's past time. So, what would you say? Day. I'm going to ask you because I'm not going to throw you all softballs. What are you going to say? What What do you say to the person that says, "Well, we had to have a new stadium. Why didn't you redo the high school?" So, now what I will say is, one, I wasn't on the board at that time. Okay, but what, um, what do you? What's your opinion so, about? That? It's one of those that stadium argument comes up all the time. I know, you know good lord. But it is also one of those. It's there. Mm-hmm. We're not tearing it down. <laughs> We're not going to get you know get our money back. Kind right. of thing. It's right. There. You know, I loved having the stadium in Freeport. I loved it. You know, going down to the borough for the games and everything. That was wonderful. Yeah. What people don't realize is not every. Some people realize we didn't own the actual that football field. We gotcha. didn't own the bleachers. We didn't, you know, we had the junior high at the time. So when the middle school was built, the junior high was sold. So mm-hmm. we lost our, you know, locker rooms and different things like that. Now there could have been, I'm sure, a deal worked out, but that field needed so much work. You know, you're talking about millions of dollars of work for something that we didn't own. Okay, great. See, so, I wonder how many people don't yeah, know that. And, and that's the thing. Right. You know, people look at it and, and it's like, yes, it's it's the history. It's the tradition. And, and that's all wonderful. You know, people talk, if you, you, you had to get there so early to be able to find a parking spot to be able to go to the games. Now, granted, being from here, living up, I used to live in town. I loved parking at the one end and walking to the games. Mm-hmm. But that was just something I was okay with. Now, when I go to the games, I park at the middle school and I walk over. You know, to, to the high school stadium. Yeah. You know, but those are the things I don't think people necessarily realize right. is we didn't own the field. Gotcha. So is it better to. I wouldn't, build I wouldn't a redo. If, if I was renting a house, I wouldn't want to put right. new floorings and a new roof on it and do all those things to it. I right. mean, 
it, no. And the other side, right. you know, could the argument be made of, okay, well, why did we do a middle school instead of a high school? Why did we do the stadium instead of the high school? You know, not being on the board, I don't know what the financial position of the board was right. at that time. Um, I do know the original, you know, the, the middle or the junior high, which, again, was the original high school mm-hmm. for Freeport area. You know, at one point there was a roof collapse and it was more or less a, hey, they got to do something. Again, oh, that place the can yeah. getting kicked down the road and only doing something when you had to do something. Um, and that's what I've noticed in the board that you, you, I feel like you all are, all nine of you are really aligned in that it's time to stop kicking the can further down the road, yeah. down the field, and get like, let's get on top of this. Well, we need a plan and we need to stick with it. Right. You know, instead of talking about, okay, let's do a five-year plan, let's do a 10-year plan, like, okay, fine, if we do a plan, let's stick with it. You know, if we make a decision today that, okay, we have to do X, Y, Z to be able to finish or, mm-hmm. you know, get ourselves to a position to do something, then we have to do it. And we have to follow through. Because the, the new master plan that was presented mm-hmm. last week, or the last meeting was that is that goes what like that's a, a that's a five well no oh, so no, that it's, it's a five year so there's a couple of different ways one of the the ways you could do it is you could wait a period of years and then do it over five years or start it you know hopefully next year and run it over the next five years and do mm-hmm. it in phases you know one of the things that I love about the plan is you know there would be an entirely new performing arts center. Wow. You know, you think about the band and the chorus, you know, those are our highest participation, you know, uh, numbers in the district. You know, our mm-hmm. band, our band is awesome. You know, those are the kinds of, you know, an entirely new performing arts center with, you know, dedicated band rooms, dedicated chorus, mm-hmm. you know, a, an auditorium that can fit more than a few hundred people into it. Okay, and then no. so and that is proposed, and so here's another little bit of a hardball because mm-hmm. I want to talk about the issues at hand. I know that there was a rumor or something that fourth grade band is no longer like in, and and like I want let's have the listener understand why that had to happen mm-hmm. since we're because we're talking about doing more for the yep. band, right? But then. And it's oh, like we totally just right. cut something, yep. right? So, so the reason, and, and you are you are right. You know, it'll it'll go. You know, fourth you know fourth grade instrument you know will no longer be there. It'll be fifth grade. Mm. You know, that is part of a cost saving measure because you know we've been tasked. You know, we've tasked the administration with you know saving where they can. Again, my position on it. That's something that never should have been cut. But right, you right. Know, I agree. Unfortunately, that is one of those. Yeah. You know, it had to be done, of, and I yeah. saw that. And I saw yeah. that. I saw that. And that goes back to, like I said, that one. In mine, are we're in fourth grade yeah. band. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> right. I know. You know, one of the other things I was talking about, class sizes. You know, my daughter, you know, her class sizes are going to be increasing. Mm-hmm. I hate that. On one hand, I understand why we're doing it, mm-hmm. but I don't like that we have to do it. And that's where I go back to. We should be adding programs, adding teachers, not cutting things. What can the community do to, I mean, besides pay their taxes, like, what could those out there do to be a contribution? Like, like how can the community help? I, I think one of the big things, and you kind of said it earlier, is, you know, 
show up to the meetings. Mm -hmm. If you have a problem, show up to the meetings. If you don't have a problem and you like everything that's happening, show up and say it. You know, or if you're worried about a decision that we're making is going to affect you know something in the future, you know, bring that to our attention because there might be things that we haven't thought of. You know that we haven't you know put through you. Know, it's always good to have those other and uh, other resources yes. of people that you know might be able. You might I don't know have you might need to put floor in a room and there might be like a floor salesman right, in the yeah, area that can get a discount. Yeah. Like there, I think there's ways, but there is not community involvement with the board. And, and that's, and that's, and that's one of my biggest things that I said. You know, again. People, you know, there, there's been complaints that the board does things behind closed doors and makes decisions and all that. Like, I can say, you know, since I've been on the board, that is not the case. You know, from, from my, from what I've been able to see, you know, since I've been president, like I said, one of my biggest things is I want to be able to have those conversations. You You're know? very, I've, I've experienced a lot of transparency with the board. Anytime I ask a question, it's like, Y'all make sure you want that I understand mm -hmm. what I'm asking. Um, and that, yes, that it's almost like a rumor that all these things are done behind closed doors. Um, that we would have put the kibosh on that a little bit right. today. That it's all there. Yeah. You can go to the meeting. I mean, the next meeting is when? June? So we had to shift our meeting slightly. Well, we were supposed to have it on the 2nd and the 9th. We'll now be having our the regular meeting on the 9th and a special meeting on the 16th. And what's the special so meeting? So the special meeting will be um, voting on the final budget. Okay. And potentially having discussion on if we're going to start anything with, with the, master, the plan. master plan with the renovation. But, but there's a meeting before the special right, meeting. Yeah, so, so those that listen, because this podcast will launch on Friday, and then they'll have a whole week to decide... Yeah. If they want to go to the meeting and have their voice heard on June 9th? Yep. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, on June 9th, right? What else? Is there anything else that you would like the listener to know about? Uh, you know, just just on my side of it, like, I've always been open, you know, email me. You know, I, I try to respond to every single email. I try and to. What is your email? Out. So, my email to get me at... Um, uh, in school, it's just Tonsini at freeport.k12.edu. Yeah, you had, to, you had to ask me. Now I'm sitting. Yeah, like it is. Right. I think it is. So, but again, but, it's, it's on the um, it's on the web page. Yeah, and that's you know, Tonsini, T-O-N-C-I-N-I. -I. Yeah. So, and you're you're all, you've always been available to answer questions. Yeah, and that's something I tried. You know, I would even. During the COVID thing, you know, I, I gave my personal cell phone out to people and called and had conversations. And, you know, I'm not going to give my personal cell phone out on a podcast. No, but, that's fine. you know, it's one of those, hey, email me. And if it if it warrants, you know, to actually have a, a conversation, right. you know, then I'll give you my number. You know? And I know that you have some meetings in the works with uh, the township. Yeah, um, I'm really actually going to be meeting with uh, with Mr. Oling, you know, later today. And, and again, I'm are there some relationships there that need to be repaired, or is it just, or they are they totally separate? I know this is going to be my longest podcast, but this is sorry. too much. There is um, just too much to know. I, I think there, for whatever reason, there has always been a uh, something between 
the the supervisors and the school board. Okay. I don't know what it is. I don't I don't know why. It's like oh, you know, it's like hot potato maybe. Well, right. <laughs> it's it's yeah. We, we kind of like you know something happens. It's well, it's not our fault. It's the school board. Okay. It's not our fault. It's the township. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and I think you know the biggest thing is working together and having that communication. You know, one of the things I want to start doing, you know, adding another meeting to my to my schedule right. already, but I want to start going to the township meetings and city. Yeah. I've never had a reason to go because. Like I said, you know, I'm one of those people that I'm saying, you know, come to the school board meetings, talk to us, and right. then I'm not doing it. And you'll be shocked, time. like, even from my perspective, my view, like, sitting at the school board meetings for a year, like, imagine what, what will happen yeah. with you doing that. I think that is important. And that's the thing, you know, have those conversations and, and be able to, again, I think there's a lot of things with the financial side that the school has to deal with that not everyone understands. Like I said, you know, whenever I ran, I was on the, why do we keep raising tax? Why do we keep doing this? And then you get on you're like, okay. oh. it's, it's an eye-opener. Oh, it Coming is. Coming to the meetings on a regular basis is an eye-opener. Hmm. You know, and especially where you're coming to meetings and, you know, you're interacting with people. Mm. You know, you, you get that understanding of what's going on. Mm. You know, it's not as easy as just saying... Oh, well, we're not going to raise taxes this year. Well, you start getting to a point where, okay, well, then what else are you going to cut? Right. What are you going to cut? Yeah. You know, in my opinion, I'm one of those people. Hey, if we're going to cut stuff, then it's stuff that legally we are not responsible, you know, that we don't have to provide. Right. And those things, I guarantee you, people would be on edge. You know, we don't have to provide transportation. Legally, the only people that we have to provide transportation to are you know those with special needs so you know busing like we wouldn't we don't have to do that see kindergarten we're not required to do kindergarten see yeah extracurricular your marching band your football team your basketball baseball court like all that stuff that's not a requirement i don't want to see any of that go right. but those are the kinds of things you start looking those are the things at like, you have to start getting cut yeah. if, i mean it's you just got to be done. There was a, a school district out um, in Lancaster, like out towards Lancaster, that basically their school board said, you know, cut a million dollars from the budget. The administration came back and said, fine, no extracurriculars, no no kindergarten, no transportation. And and whenever those things kind of, because those are the real items that, you know, we, we offer full day kindergarten. You know, we could drop the half day kindergarten. Don't want to see it happen, you know, but again, those are the real that's the reality of the situation yeah. of what, where we're at. Well, we're in a great school district. We and are. It co- you know, there's a cost yeah. for things. It just costs. And I hate that there is. Like I said, I, I wish yeah, there was something do, in place. But it's but. like you just, if it just costs. Yeah. It just does. And that's just what it is. I mean, I'm in, like you said, at the end of the day, it's about the students. Mm-hmm. Our students are safe. They're in a blue ribbon school. Yes. Um, they have amazing teachers, amazing uh, leaders. Mr. Pulaski, I'd like yep. to congratulate him on his, on his retirement. retirement. Yeah, he'll, um, he'll definitely be missed. Amazing. I've had some great conversations with him. I mean, a hardworking, dynamic school board that that comes from so many different talented people. Yep. I mean, it, those things cost. Well, and it's it's a pleasure working with the, the people that are on the board. 
property. Again, mm-hmm. we don't always agree. Yeah. And again, I love I it. Say, it's, it's very like, yeah, dynamic okay. group of people. You know, and, and what I will say is, you know, our, admin, our administration gets kind of beat up mm-hmm. on occasion, but that administration has, all, has also gone out and, like I said before, gotten grants gotten you know different types of funding and things like they they are out there looking for those opportunities to be able to keep things going on in the district you know without who we have in place i think we'd have a lot less than what we have now right you know and that's my opinion and and everyone's yeah now we'll um the the month the Thursday meeting on the 9th. Will that, will there be any talks about the master plan? Because I know that that was last week. I would like to talk about it. You know, okay. hopefully we have more people there and, and we can, okay. you know, show it. Now, unfortunately, we won't have like the architects and all that. Like, they won't be doing a full plan. But right. again, if we get enough people that are interested in asking questions, you know, I'd like to see it posted on the web page, on the website, mm-hmm. and you know, people can go in and see the artist's rendering and see what different things right. we're trying to do. You know, and I know that the engineers were going to make some; they were going to tweak it. Tweak yeah, and, and again, and this that was like the the first, first presentation. Draft. So if it, we, it was, right, it was. And if we move forward with anything, trust me, there it would will be, be redone. Yeah, right. there will be tweaks. Or, but I mean, I, I don't know your opinion. I mean, what did you think of it? I thought it. I, I loved it. Um, I loved the safety features um, that were being added. I loved um, that it, I loved how they were creating that, uh, it was like a community green space. Um, I feel like it feels more social. Yes. For this, I feel like it feels more social. I love it. It's gonna have air conditioning in the room. That's the big thing, right? Yeah. Um, And I love how the facade in the front is, is it, it you you're keeping the original right. look but we're tying it into a more modern, modern and i love that so i did like it a lot i felt um good about it and i asked the questions i wanted to ask it was my concern you know everybody has concern my concern is safety um and i think it it checked off a lot of boxes for me because my boys will be there at the high school in what five or five years from now they, years they might, now. you know, they might get to experience. They might get to experience some. We'll I mean, I'd like for them, right? So good. Any, uh, anything else? I don't know. I think I've, you know, we covered kind of, a we, lot. I know we talked a lot longer than than we had thought, but you know, it's perfectly fine with me. Well, I love. I've just enjoyed having you, and I just thank you for having you're me. You're welcome, and just your love for the student and what. You know, I mean, I know that. I've heard you say it a million times. It's, you know, what's best for the student. And I appreciate it. And I hope uh, the listener can appreciate what you bring to the community. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.